1: morning happy Monday to you Steve Sippel, Jake Sornson early break full show ahead and you guys know why big big news yesterday in the world of college football specifically here in Lincoln Nebraska following a horrifying 45 42 loss to Georgia Southern on Saturday night sip yesterday right up afternoon we were informed that Scott Frost is no longer the head football coach at Nebraska. Trev Alberts had a press conference at 3 o'clock explaining why and why Mickey Joseph would be the interim head coach going forward. And here we are, three games into the season. Jeez. And big change has Jeez. already occurred. It,
2: it has moved quickly.
1: <laughs> it did move. Think about it, Sip. We went to Dublin. I know. We're all happy as can be. Nebraska is up by 11 points in the third quarter. Twenty-eight seventeen, and since that moment, the onside kick, yeah. everything has gone south for Frost, You're and right. now he's out of a job yeah. at Nebraska.
2: Yeah, there's nobody, virtually nobody, could have anticipated how quickly this has unraveled, and it unraveled. It did. It unraveled. It just unraveled. That's that's, and it left Trev with no choice trev alberts the nebraska ad it left him with no choice but to fire scott right. it was just a matter of when it would happen right wasn't it it became a situation where it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when it wasn't it couldn't have been a it's not really a it, you couldn't characterize this as a
1: difficult decision uh, it didn't seem like it to me for Trev. I mean, the, well, the yeah. question always has been, will he make it to October 1st with that buyout? Yeah. Now, he, he he didn't do himself any favors by giving up 600 plus yards of offense to Georgia Southern in a 45-42 loss to fall to 1-2 and two on the season. What well, was supposed to be an, an easy first three games of the season, Right. Oh, yeah, that's what we thought. I mean, we were were wrong. We were wrong
2: about a lot of things. We've been
1: wrong a lot. Yeah.
2: I mean, the the number one thing we were wrong about is this defense, right? Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: We collectively, and there weren't many people. I'm sure there's some people that will spring up on the text line, and that's fine. That we just weren't – we misjudged this defense at a super high level, right? Fans, pundits, Scott – Um, coaching staff's probably included in that conversation, that we didn't envision Northwestern gaining 528 yards. No. We didn't envision North Dakota uh, FCS program going on a 16-play drive at the end of the first half of that game. We certainly didn't envision Georgia Southern putting up Putting up six hundred and forty-two yards. Six
1: hundred and forty-two.
2: Nebraska was two hundred and fourteen and O when scoring at least thirty-five points in in Memorial Stadium. They had never lost. They're two hundred and fourteen and O when scoring yeah. at least 35. Well, Think about it,
1: forty. How many points?
2: Forty-two.
1: 40, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? It's a no, lot of no, when
2: scoring thirty-five. Okay, well that's when a lot of points. But still. yes, it's still a lot of points. So, I um. I mean that's the third most yards Nebraska's ever allowed. Okay. And that's and it was it was really really hard to watch it. I mean it was. Yeah. It was that was amazing. You I kept thinking okay, they'll close the door here pretty soon. They'll get some
1: stops. I thought the same thing and my thoughts early on in the first quarter, Sip, and I'm sure you had the same thoughts, where this is Ball State all over again. This is 2007 Ball State. Yeah, I that's didn't have exactly that, yeah, what I, mean, true, I thought yeah. that when Nebraska you know, gets, goes three and out their first drive, Georgia something goes down and scores with ease, converting third downs along the way without any problem. And then it, you know, it's 28 all at halftime. The, yeah. the, this was like, yep, Ball State, here we, we go. go here same we go. thing as yep. 2007. I mean, Nebraska yep. won that game. They didn't win this one, but it was a very, very uncomfortable feeling uh, against a, you know, a, you know that, that was a MAC team back then. This is the Sun Belt. Uh-huh. You've already lost to Troy in the past year under Scott I mean, Frost. We
2: never saw it coming. And, and you said the key word, ease.
1: Yeah. Georgia,
2: Georgia Southern moved the ball all night with they, ease. Oh, yeah. With ease. Even in the, even its last drive where it had to win it go win the game. After yep. Nebraska oh, yeah. got its only lead, after Nebraska finally got its only lead with its own 98-yard drive, the drive to win the game was pretty easy.
1: But they had to convert a fourth down, which was with that's ease. A good point. Yeah, well that's yeah, good. but that was with ease though. Yeah. <laughs> that, they had no pressure in that one. And after that play when they got it, it was just it was just score real quick. No uh-huh. problems. Uh, no problems at all.
2: Van Treese, who's not a great quarterback,
1: looked like a great quarterback. Oh, man. His stats sit yeah, check, check it out. 37 of 56. Mm-hmm. 409 yards. A touchdown and two picks. The second pick. He got hit as he threw, right? Marquise Buford uh-huh. uh, makes the pick deep in Nebraska Garrett territory. Nelson hit him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Buford yeah. turns around, makes the pick at the Nebraska's two line. Great play basically. by Marcus Marquis Buford. That's another place at the time they could have scored. I mean, they were deep in your, your yes, area. I and know. Nebraska got a pick inside their own five. They, yeah, they yeah, exactly.
2: More damn well, I don't know about more damning, but equally as damning to Nebraska's defense was the fact that Georgia Southern ran the ball so well. Had a 67-yard touchdown run. Had a thirty-seven. Right. had a had a they have a 37 to a 47. They had a 67, a 47, a 26 and a 26 and they rushed for I think 233 yards. And the, we'll talk about this that This is
1: later. an air raid team. <sighs> Keep in mind. They wanted uh, to pass the ball all night which they did and when they ran they had no problems. No, they, no. I mean this this went down as the game went on. But they, even going down, they had seven point eight yards per carry. At mm-hmm. one point, it was thirteen point two at halftime, right? Something like yeah, that. something like 13.
2: that. Thirteen point seven. And this is all. This is all. I mean, this is not all of the reason. We've we've. I mean, there's a lot of. There's just a lot of reasons that Trev had to fire Scott. Unfortunately, and 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 I'm and I'm going to be sensitive to this. I mean, Trev. Showed a lot of respect for Scott yesterday, and I appreciated that. And I think a lot of people appreciated it, including probably, probably um, other coaches who were watching, and per, per, perhaps other p- potential candidates who were watching. Trev was was probably struck by his respect for the outgoing head coach. Scott left Trev Alberts with no choice. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's there's no choice. It, it was again. Now I misjudged it. I thought he'd wait. I don't know why. This is a probably a pretty good example of why you don't listen to sports writers in this sort sort of situation because none of us were predicting that Scott would be fired yesterday. We thought he'd wait because the buyout was lo- cuz the buyout matter was looming. But here's the thing. If you really start to think about it, if now if you were in Trev's shoes, let's put it yourself in Trev's shoes on Saturday night. You have you can't think like Jake Sorensen or no. Steve Sipple or Tom nope. Chattel or Sam McEwen. You got there's there's some real we'll call it real life matters that you have to deal with immediately. And one is the possibility of no shows for for coming games sure. and how that money there's going to be money that's not spent at the concession stand, wherever. And that, all that money adds up very fast. And if you're talking about you know, the difference between a $15 million buyout and a $7.5 buyout, there's money that's adding up fast if you keep him around. That's right. And th- that's part of it. There's, a, there's more to it, though. Scott's not getting anything out of the team. I mean, the team's not really playing for Scott. And Trev said maybe we just need a different voice maybe maybe mickey joseph the interim coach can provide a spark and what i've heard already is that when he was named the interim the team reacted very well Well,
1: i I mean sometimes their fist yelled
2: i mean that's not that's not saying that they you know that they had a negative reaction to scott but they were there's a lot of happiness that mickey got that
1: interim think about this too i mean if you're if you're trev alberts you're, the chances of making a bowl game right now are still slim. That they're not over yet. Now, it, now it's basically a nine-game season. The first three are out the mm. window. You you failed miserably in those. It's amazing. You're, you're, you you lost become... Northwestern. You lost to Georgia Southern. You barely squeaked by North Dakota. Something had to happen here. I mean, come on. If, well, we, it, it, if we want to salvage this season and and still have a chance to make a bowl game, and we owe that to our fans. Yeah. We owe it to our players. Right. We owe it to the assistants. This was not. Working. But the season is not over. So I applaud. I commend yeah. Trav Albers by saying, We gotta do it. I know we're gonna have to bait, you know, pay this buyout more than they it will it. be October first and they're paying it. They're not getting out of the buyout. No,
2: fifteen million. But, Frost gets his fifteen million, he gets, you know, nineteen million in change for the season with his with his previous contract. I know, I wish I would have wrote that Saturday night after the game. I didn't. I wish I would have said something's gotta change here. I didn't think it would.
1: Well, I mean, I, I did write it was that. Pretty obvious.
2: Yeah, I I said it was inevitable that that Trev would make a move, but I didn't think he'd make the move yesterday.
1: Yeah, that wasn't obvious. I, I th- you know I I thought he probably should. I didn't think he would though. I, right. I let's go with that. I thought he should. Didn't think he would. I was su- actually surprised when he did it, even though I thought it was deserved to happen yesterday.
2: Oh, it made sense after he explained it. Yeah. Um, and again yeah, yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense now there's still a lot of issues. I oh, mean I there would, are. yeah the, yeah this
1: doesn't fix everything at you all, know, but I mean, oh, I mean there, the there, there's still tons of problems. Eric mm-hmm. Sanders' defense gave up almost 700 yards of oh, offense. and by the way, to a Sun Belt team. You know,
2: in explaining why Mickey, I thought Trev made a great point that think about it. Mark Whipple is in charge of an offense with a lot of new faces, both playing the game and on the coaching staff.
1: Whipple. Has a lot on his plate, right? You want to hear from Trev here on that one? Yeah, go ahead. Here's here's uh, Trev Alberts. Why Mickey, and not anyone else, for the head coaching spot uh, to replace Scott Frost for now?
3: Well, you know, I, I think that you know, you, I went through a lot of folks too. I mean, you can naturally make certain arguments, certain places, and you know, Mickey's not calling the plays. You know, Coach Whipple is, and so there's a lot of responsibilities for the head coach that lie outside of football. You can only imagine with. You know, Fox coming this weekend, and you know we we need to have Coach Whipple focused on game planning and play calling all week, and mm-hmm. and obviously defensively we've got some fairly significant adjustments to make, and so Chins has got to be really focused there, and so and I again I think I think that Mickey, uh, his personality, his energy and enthusiasm, um, I I think and uh, uh, we need a different voice, right? We, we we need to we need to provide hope for these young men. And you've got a lot of young men in that locker room that at the end of the day, this is a, football's a tough sport. You have to force yourself to do things you don't want to do physically. And so having somebody that can pull that out of you and motivate you to do that. Um, and in my observations of Coach Joseph, I think he has some of those attributes. And I'd like to see him uh, uh, function in that role.
2: You know what, You know what that was? What? You know, it's really important, the message that the AD sent. Was that results matter more than money? And he, I mean, he talked about
1: ding, 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 right? And he's,
2: I mean, I think that was a, a incredibly important. He, I don't think he was trying to send that send that message, but that's the message I we got. And you know what? Remember what Trev said early on in his tenure that we have to more be more constant we have to concentrate more, and be more oriented towards wins and losses remember we remember we had that discussion we did and look what he did yesterday he put results immediate results ahead of uh, the difference between 7.5 million dollars in scott's buyout i mean he really that's pretty impressive to me actually when you think about
1: it well i applaud that and for a couple calls in a second and and for those out there i mean there's obviously Fans on both sides. Some were like, yes, it's about time. Some are going to say, well, Nebraska, you know, they fired a coach too early again. Oh, listen, who's listen, saying that? Listen, oh, the sip. I saw it everywhere. I could not believe it. I could not did believe you? it. Not believe yeah, that surprised me. I'm like, did you just really think that there was going to be a magic moment where this all changed and right. all these one-score losses were just going to be fixed? It's obviously a problem. It's a coaching problem. Well, there, Scott's not in charge of the defense. Though. I know, but, I mean, but, but your head coach – provides a lot of belief to your team, right? right. He is the he is right. the man yeah, there's, that there's, you that answers all
2: questions when all is said and done. Right. There's I mean, they have more than coaching problems. I will <laughs> no, say they that. do. But but ultimately the roster deficiencies are the head coaches matter. Correct? I mean, that's that's the deal. Um oh yeah, and, and I and I said Trev was left with no choice. Now, I'd like to hear from those people that think that maybe he should have waited yeah please or, now there's some or that people he that should have fired him <coughs> there are people out there i know that i there are i i know i hear from them a little bit
1: i try to block it out i mean you, i don't think you really care about winning if you're just if you're saying that well and prove to me that you don't or that you do excuse me i it, scott I frost it was 16 and 31 as a head coach at nebraska it
2: got really hard to defend Scott. Well, I think it became impossible to, to defend him after Saturday night.
1: I don't know how you could. Or how'd you, why would you even try? How? Yeah,
2: 16 and 31.
1: 642 yards of offense to a coach in his second game with the school changing from a triple option attack to an air raid attack. It, yeah, it looked like he'd been there for five years. Yeah,
2: we talked about that, how Clay Helton. Well, what did I say I was worried about? Do you remember last week? I said, I'm really worried about the Clay Helton eric Chenander matchup. Well, you were right, because that, that was not a good matchup Remember for that? Nebraska. But I thought, how could how could this happen? How could it happen where Georgia Southern comes in with a new head coach, not only a new head coach, a, a, a completely revamped yep. coaching staff, okay, except for one holdover.
1: One. So basically all new.
2: So they change their offensive system. They change their defensive system. Hell, they change their special teams modus operandi and and here we are and and they come into
1: memorial stadium unfazed not not they had no fear at all this and place. just
2: whipping the ball around running that tunnel screen like it was like van treese was operating oh. like he was operating against a high school defense no no disrespect to those guys those players but come on what was
1: yeah, the you defense couldn't stop was them at just, all there non-existent but i gotta give i gotta give some credit van Trees made some some great throws yeah he did. No, it was and they made it some was great mostly catches. bad defense but he yeah they made was, some great catches. There were some really really good throws, some really good catches. They, they yeah give give George Southern credit. That just
2: proves
1: Again, I mean, that state has so much talent. You know, you talk about all yeah. the guys that go to Georgia, those that go to Alabama. The press gets some yeah. guys from Georgia. Yeah. There, there's just so much talent in the state of Georgia. Right. They're so deep. I know.
2: They, their skill position players were excellent. Gerald Green, the running back, had the two big runs, 67-47. Yeah. yeah.
1: Pretty much untouched on them, and, by the and, way. And I'll
2: tell you what. I mean, that's a, pretty, that's a feather in the cap of Clay Helton. I mean, Clay Helton was forty. I mean, Clay Helton was forty-six and twenty-four at USC. Okay, he wasn't a bad coach nope. at USC. He got fired to three games, too,
1: didn't he? In his last I season, I think so. His three yeah. games.
2: Yeah, the man knows what he's doing. You could tell that team was really well prepared, and he did school Chenander. He did took him to school. That they, they did. You notice Nebraska never had an answer,
1: Jake? No, they did. No, there was why never did they, an answer. Why did they
2: play those corners so? so far off they've
1: done that all year it's I it's bad it. but don't break and, and they break doing? all the time you need i mean if you if those cornerbacks are as good as we think they are tommy hill quit Newsom, then then let them you know do some little press coverage here right occasionally put them up there see what they can do can you can you can you get the, the receiver off his route can you jam them if, you're, if they're that good believe in your guys mm-hmm. um the, we'll get to a couple calls a second Uh um, I mean, you know what? The, the stat that was horrifying. This this got better as the game went on, but I mean, Georgia Southern. They ended up being, they were nine of thirteen on third downs. And it, I thought so they, was I, Nebraska, they, but they yeah, both were. Yeah, but sip uh, the first half. Did they get a stop on the third down? I thought they get all their third downs in the first. Well, half. Uh, what I was struck by is they didn't need third down they, very <laughs> often. <laughs> I mean, and, and go. You mentioned the touchdowns, the the run. I mean, the first one. Uh, well, this is the second, I guess the second one. It was twenty six. It was a third and ten, right? Mm-hmm. Nebraska's trying to get off the field, and the guy goes untouched into the end zone. Jalen White. Bus. Bus. Clay Helton says, I see something here. Let's call this. And, yeah, it, it, 26 yards. I don't think he was touched going mm. into the end zone. Simple.
2: Mm. Third and ten. And Scott said after the game. Now, now this – now, people aren't happy with Scott in this regard. Which one?
1: What? I got, I got, a, I got a quotes from
2: Frost. He said they got out schemed. He said one side of the ball got out schemed,
1: and that's you could. We've heard that way
2: too many times from Frost. We we heard it.
1: It's been a a pretty common thing he said, and that's a telling sign about a coach who's failing.
2: Well, and here's the thing: you wonder, okay, okay, what happened after Northwestern? He threw his offensive staff under the bus. Got to be more creative. Okay, what happens after this game? He throws his defensive coordinator under the bus. Now, if you let him if if he still if you keep him as head coach for twenty more days, right? Yeah. Who else is he throwing under the bus? I mean Is it Bill Bush
1: next week sometime? Right. Is
2: it now now it, it's a it's a that's a hard discussion, but how much damage would could he do? I mean, that's what if best. what if what if what if Trev Alberts had designs on keeping a Mickey Joseph or a Whipple or a b or a Bill Bush? But Frost kind of continued in that vein of throwing people under the bus. Now, he could be costing Trev coaches. Sure, (laughs) Um, Big problems. I mean, now, think about it. As a wounded duck coach going out the door, he's – what would he – I mean, I I hate to do that, to say that about Scott, but he said those things. And it raised a lot of eyebrows, not as much the other night, because he did speak the truth. Chenander yeah, got out schemed was horrible. Chenander got out schemed, but I don't think a head coach you don't really need to point that out in your shoes. We all knew
1: it, right? Um. I, so yeah, this this was yesterday. Just major major damage control going forward, right? It's from Scott. No, from Trev Alberts. Yes. Oh yeah 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 da- yeah. Damage kind control, not and, just and damage control. You just no, it's not just that. But that's that's big, and you mm-hmm. just have to let these guys believe there's still hope for this season
2: that there's that for sure just a different voice and maybe a spark and unlike see we don't again we're not in that ad shoes i'd like to think if i was in the ad shoes i'd think a lot differently i'd be thinking more about the potential for lost money and concessions for instance going forward where people just aren't showing up yeah um tickets are sold but a lot of no-shows right yeah okay that's co- that's costing you your athletic department money and it, it adds up really fast it adds up fast so trev had to be thinking about that and he had to be thinking about those players more than i don't know why i should have been thinking about him but trev's around there he sees those guys and what how would it have been against oklahoma and indiana Frost was still the coach. There would have been a cloud, right? No, was always
1: a massive cloud. Yeah. It's just getting bigger and darker and just terrible. Right. right. It would have. Yeah. So we all re- know the inevitable ending. Why? Why, do, why should we just keep putting it off He removed the cloud. Yeah. He removed and now the yeah, they're, Trev they're, removed the this cloud. This season still might not be very good, but now right. there's at least a chance at hope and a different voice to spark something.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. You don't have the kind of the weirdness hanging no. over it.
1: Exactly. Because the question was, when's it going to happen? Is it going to happen now? October first, end of the season. Like, we all thought it was going to happen. After the the rough start, wow. and well, now, and then it, I mean, again, it just
2: became obvious that a move had to be made Saturday night. Yep. It, it, and it. Now I kept saying, "Let it play out, let it play out." I kept saying that. Well, it played out, it just played out more quickly than I thought it would. The the matter played out usually, usually, well, not always. It doesn't always play out like this, but it did in this case with a coaches with a decision on a coach. Yeah. This played out. To where it was like apparent
1: where, what you had to do. Yeah, it wasn't hard. Let's get some calls. We've been patiently waiting on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Chris, at the Baldwin Shop, you are up first. Go ahead, man. You're on early break.
5: Hey, good morning, Steve Jake. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm very good this morning. Uh, uh, guys, uh, great analysis uh, of what happened over the weekend. Uh, so far by you guys, you guys are covering a a lot of bases there that need to be covered, uh, on, on Trev Alberts, Steve, Jake, Mm -hmm. I thought he was very eloquent in his, uh, in his talking yesterday, the way he handled the situation, you know, we were all behind Scott Frost, all of us, you know, when this first started, uh, four and a half years ago, um, We all wanted him to win. We were, we were, we were hoping this thing would uh, would progress nicely. But you know, guys, he had five seasons, counting this year. All five were losing seasons. His best year, 2019, five and seven. You know, I, I don't know. no one knows what goes on behind in the meeting rooms at practices, you know, really. Uh, but there was some issues there. Make no mistake about it. These first three opponents we played, guys, that, uh, that were running up and down the field on us, Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, uh, won't be mistaken for Alabama, Georgia, or Ohio State. No. These, are all, these are three teams that had losing records, all, uh, all of them last year northwestern lost at home to duke yeah, saturday, saturday in a game they never led they yeah. never led in that game uh yeah you know did, did steve jake did i think it would happen uh this soon honestly no i did not i i thought they would wait uh but you know it's happened so we move on uh you know <laughs> Now my concern is, of course, the rest of the season. Uh, we've got Oklahoma, Indiana looks like the weak sister on this schedule in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But the rest of these games, you guys, uh, if if they don't get this thing turned around, they hey they could go two and ten. They that could right, go exactly. three could. and nine yeah, again. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, easy, Steve, Jake, uh, but uh, guys. Uh, The rest of this season, and, and hey, let's face it, the Big Ten West is up in the air. Right now, Minnesota looks like the the best team, uh, you know, after what happened to Iowa and Wisconsin this weekend. But, uh, uh, guys, I want to say, looking forward to who might be our next coach, Um, we were talking last week about, I think, this is life in the 21st century in Nebraska football now is what we're seeing. But I, I think they're going to have to get a difference maker, and they're going to have to open the bank vault. And, they're, and Trev mentioned yesterday, he says, we know somebody, or Sean Callahan, Steve, you would know. I know I knew you were there because uh, I heard you ask some questions. One, somebody asked him about market price in coaching. And, uh, you know, and I told my in-laws who were over here yesterday for our Sunday barbecue. I said, you know, mark price. If they get a name coach, it's going to be probably north of 8 million, mm-hmm. probably 10 million. If, if they get a, if they get a marquee name now, uh, can they afford to take a chance on somebody they don't know? You know, that's happened before it worked out 60 years ago with Bob Devaney, but, uh, Steve Jake, that I, I'm real curious to see what's going to happen as, an, as a stockholder in this, in this program and a longtime season ticket holder. I, uh, I want to know what's going to happen. I've seen turnarounds. you know, you guys, I told you to keep an eye on that Alabama, Texas game last week. And I tell you that that might be the best game I see all year. But Steve Sartesian seems to have a Texas team. That yeah. he took over, that was pretty much in disarray, mm-hmm. on the on uh, rushing back to greatness as is Lincoln Riley at yeah. Southern Cal. Yeah. But guys, they have a lot of resources in where they're at too, and I don't know if Nebraska around here, if boy, can we get kids to come here? It, it's it's going to be hard to say, but that's what I'm looking forward to is is who the next man in charge is going to be. And one other thing, Steve, Jake, don't be surprised. We're 123rd in total defense mm. out of 131 teams right now, giving up almost 500 yards a game. Don't be surprised if Mickey Joseph lets a couple of defensive coaches go in the next couple of weeks. We'll see how that works out, but it wouldn't surprise me uh, since, since, the the leak has started already. So guys, great show, great news. Uh, let's hope things get better. We've got a big game this weekend that I'm looking forward to. Um, and, uh, I hope things will work out. I noticed the point spread on that game shot up, uh, a lot higher than what it was a couple of weeks ago, but Steve, Jake, we'll, the future is going to be interesting and I'm going to hang up and listen, guys. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, Trev Alberts, Jake said said
2: that resources will not be an impediment. Um, now it'll depend on on who you're dealing with, who you have to pay, obviously. But if they want to go very high profile and need to open up the
1: vault, they'll they'll well, do it. Think about all, all all the reasons why that that should be able to happen. I mean, number one, <laughs> they have the money. They have the money. Number two, I mean, think about where college football is going. You've got, you've got two – the Big Ten's not done adding teams. Like, you are a super conference. It's yeah. going to keep getting tougher and tougher to no. win. You just added USC and UCLA and maybe more teams to come. That, USC, SIP, is coming in the conference in two years. That's
2: why, by the way – okay, now we're thinking things out, and sometimes we do this on the fly a little bit, and things are moving fast didn't you just identify a pretty good reason why you don't hire why you shouldn't probably hire an inexperienced head coach got to get somebody that i mean jim leonard for instance at wisconsin the defensive coordinator has never been a head coach he's only been coaching it's coaching for fewer than a fewer than 10 years um 39 years old there might be a a place for him as a head coach right now but i don't think it's at
1: nebraska
2: i don't no. think you go with the first no. timer right Look, now
1: think about let go back to wisconsin for a second i mean think about a guy that was there at one point now is having a good time <coughs> as a head coach dave aranda at baylor he was a wisconsin defensive coordinator so what are you saying though? then he went to lsu that's someone who's he's ready he's got coaching oh, yeah. experience that's okay. why i'm saying jim leonard no not ready but yet. aranda dave,
2: who, did pretty well out of the gate as a 1st time head sure, coach he did. I mean that's the thing that's not the greatest example what I'm looking for is somebody who's been a head coach and maybe someone who's been a head coach in a big ten for instance Bill O'Brien mm. who went to Penn State and was the national coach of the year um, in his after his first year because he went in there after the Sandusky scandal and put results up immediately big ten the big Ten who's you know he's 50 some years old 52 years old. Um, that's just, I'm, I think because of what you said, because of where Nebraska is going and what the conference they are going into the situation they're going into, I don't think you can afford right now to, t- to have someone learn on the job. I think that, yeah. So needs-
1: if, you're, if you're a, if you're a coordinator that's not been a head coach, here, I, don't, I don't think you can go that direction. I don't think so. Like, I is, don't. is there anybody that has been waiting a long time in that position to be like, you know, like a. Brent Venables type. I don't know if there is. I don't know. But the name is – you're going to hear the name is Dave Aranda. You're going to hear the names – You're going to hear Urban Meyer. Matt, uh, Urban Meyer, Matt Campbell, of course, sure. is already being mentioned as a, a name to, to look out for at Iowa State. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you're you, going to hear Lance Leipold. Lance Leipold. You're going to hear people still say Stoops at Kentucky. See, what, yep. see You're going Stoops. See what, see what his interest is. Yep. You're going to hear – yeah, you're definitely going to hear that. Do you think you hear Chris Kleiman at Kansas State at yes,
2: all? Yes, I do. I mean, and, and you know what? After watching <laughs> Kansas State – they, they thump you, and oh, they they play really good complimentary it, it's football. It's sound football. Zip. Yeah. I mean, their they're defense sound. is exceptional right now. Their uh-huh. special
1: teams are on point. Adrian's not even doing that much, and oh, they're, and they're romping teams because Deuce Vaughn's that good, mm-hmm. and the O-line mm-hmm. is that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I don't – it's fascinating. It's, Trev made it sound yesterday like he's – literally just starting up the process. Now, I wondered a little bit if that's a smokescreen. I think so. That, that he, I, I kept thinking, really, you're going to talk, he kept saying, you know, he said he's going to talk to all these different people and that just because I talk to somebody doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to hire that person and and all of that. And I just kept thinking, I wonder if he just has two or three guys he's locked in on right now or one for instance. I, I, yeah, Maybe maybe one. And he's put out a smokescreen. I, come on. He had, he can't, he couldn't have just said, okay, I'm going to put all my energy into Scott Frost. And if it doesn't work, then I'll start a no search. Way. He had to have, yeah. he had to have an
1: idea. I, I'd say a, a, maybe a, a low key name to keep an eye on. He's not low key, he's an NFL coach. I, I'd keep an eye on Matt Rule with the Carolina sure. Panthers. Smoke. Yeah. That's a name I would definitely. Yeah. Look he,
2: I mean, he obviously. At. Made a huge difference at the collegiate level. Now it's he's spun out. He's not doing well in the NFL.
1: Yeah, he lost a tough one yesterday to the Browns. Okay. 0-1 Carolina Panthers. So we'll see. That's yeah, a rule, kind of, rule. That's name that I think would be welcome back to college football I, I with def- ease. I definitely coach. think that. Yes, I definitely think uh, that. We'll take more of your calls, more comments on Scott Frost firing next on Early Break of the Ticket.